following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! First chance for Washington to win it now. Sudden victory in the shootout if Carlson converts. John Carlson on the forehand off the head fake. He scores! Carlson brings the curtain down. Yeah, not a bad way to close out the night last night as the Capitals beat Anaheim 4-3 in a shootout. John Carlson, the game winner there in sudden victory. Welcome to the show, everybody. Bob Matthews here with you. Another win for the Caps pushes their lead in the Metro Division. Let's take a look at the standings real quick, shall we? For the moment, the Caps are three points ahead of the New York Rangers. Capitals have a record of 16-4-6. The Rangers 16-4-3. And And if we are doing our math correctly, we know that it is somewhat temporary because the Rangers, as of right now, have three games in hand. And a check of the schedule tonight shows that um, the Rangers are in action in Chicago against the Blackhawks at 8.30. So in all likelihood, that three-point lead will be back down to one point after tonight. The Rangers are on a six-game heater right now. They have also won nine out of their last ten, and they are really cooking with gas. But as of right now, Caps with 38 points. That is tops in the Eastern Conference, and for that matter, tops in all of hockey. Again, they've played a game more than the team that is trailing them overall in points, and uh, that would uh, that would be the Florida Panthers, who only have played 24 games. But hey, let's you know, let's um, let's make hay while we can. Big show coming up today. Uh, in just a few minutes, Samantha Pell of the Washington Post, Capitals Insider, will join us for another episode of For Whom the Pell Tolls. And we got to go inside the locker room as well. In fact, let's do that right now. And always the locker room access and everything else is brought to you by our good friends, DraftKings. Let's, uh, you know what, let's go ahead and start with head coach Peter LaViolette. His opinion on the game last night says a hell of a lot better than it had been lately. You know, some of those games that we lost, I thought I thought we played really well inside the game, and, you know, you end up in overtime or in a shootout, and it doesn't go your way, so it leaves a bad taste about the 60 minutes that were played, and I thought the 60 minutes were pretty good. But... At the end of the day, there's still a point dangling out there, and we haven't been able to get it done. So it was nice. It was nice today in a, a game that was, you know, it wasn't our cleanest. 
yeah. where we were able to get in overtime and shoot out and get it done. What, what did they do to kind of um, make that a little more difficult? We've been talking about how well you guys have played defensively. They kind of have, they had to puck a lot. They yeah, that's probably your fault for bringing it up this morning. <laughs> you know what I mean? The minute you start talking about something, then you, then you become lousy at it. So the. Um, we gave up. We gave up too much space. Uh, we gave up too many point blank chances right in front of our net, and just things that we haven't done, you know, as a group. Yeah. And so it was. I thought it was a little better in the third period. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a little better in the third period. I think the takeaway there is Lobby thought it was a little bit better in the third period. John Carlson, as you saw earlier. Uh, was the guy that sent everybody home happy with his shootout goal. And we talked to Carly about that as well. Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, you know, we kind of deserved the, the early ones. And then I think we've done better. But still, I think we expect a lot more out of ourselves in, in overtime. You know, teams don't want to get beat. I think that's, uh, that's kind of what it's turned into, which is, depends on how you look at it a shame or um a relief i think but um you know i think the first bit of it was um a lot more run and gun and back and forth up and down and now it's it's kind of more possession and probably a lot less fun for the fans also good to see carl haglin get on the score sheet hag scored his first goal of the year you know he's on that depending on where they're playing him I'd say third or fourth line, but day in and day out, he's on that line with Garnet Hathaway and Nick Dowd, which had up until this year been the most durable one the Caps have had for a couple of seasons. Uh, and Haglin said after the game he kind of had an inkling that tonight was the night he was going to get off the schneid. Happens. Uh, sometimes I've been a slow starter throughout my career, and uh, it's always nice when that first run uh, goes in the net. and. I think it was uh, Sergey Ovechkin actually called it yesterday. He got a bobblehead from me, and he he told Ovi that I was going to score, and then Ovi told me this morning, and then you have to listen to the little guy. <laughs> Always listen to the little guy. Hey, if Sergey Ovechkin says it, then it, it's got to be true, right? We also asked Haglin to kind of uh, analyze the game. Said a little bit ragged in the first two periods, but he was pleased with the way the team rallied in the third. Yeah, not not those first 40 weren't great. A little sloppy, very, very open out there, and that's not the type of game we want to play. We're at our best and we're aggressive and not giving the other team any, any time in our zone, and you could see they, they had a field day in there. Uh, we didn't check enough. We weren't close enough to them. So, uh, but at the end of the day, we got two points. And it's a big two points as well as it keeps them ahead of the Rangers, at least temporarily. Capitals are now off for the rest of the week until Friday. That is when they play the Pittsburgh Penguins. That closes out this homestand at Capitol Arena. And then after that, it is time for the Caps to hit the road. Second half of a back-to-back in Buffalo against the Sabres. Then it's on to Chicago and Winnipeg after that on the 15th and 17th of December. A home game against the Kings on the 19th. Road games against the Flyers and Islanders. Home against Ottawa and Nashville. And they close out the calendar year at least, New Year's Eve, against Detroit in Detroit. When we come back, it's time for another episode of For Whom the Pell Tolls. Samantha Pell, Capitals Insider from the Washington Post, joins us. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. 
Hey, football fans, listen up. I am sure that we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you're going to be a winner once a single point is scored. That's right. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. Think about it. If it's not a 0-0 time after a tie after overtime, you win. You would have even won last night in that snooze fest with the Patriots and Bills where New England threw the ball, what, three times, I think? Now, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score. Win $100 in free bets. If they score, you win with the promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official Sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome back. Time for another episode of For Whom the Pell Tolls, Washington Capitals insider Samantha Pell of the Washington Post joining us after a successful last night at Cap One Arena. How you doing, Sam? Doing good. You know, we're getting into the thick of things, I guess, in the schedule. The Caps have a few, you know, off days and practice days now before another tight schedule. So yeah, it's going good. I, I, I imagine you guys uh, on the beat like it as much as much as the players that uh, there's a couple of days off here before that that back to back this weekend. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think for everyone, especially now, you know, I'm sure we're going to get into it. Some COVID concerns for the Capitals. I think now is kind of the perfect time for them to take a couple of days off and get back to just practicing. That's the truth. Okay. Hey, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. What's the latest on the COVID situation? It's Hathaway and the other two are escaping me, but we've got three right now that are on the COVID list, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yep. It's Hathaway, TVR, and Dowd. Right. And all of them kind of land on the list at separate times, um, but all kind of consecutive days. So that's kind of the main concern right now is not only that, you know, these guys are popping up um, into protocols, but that they're kind of going slowly and we have to see if Washington can kind of contain the spread. And if there is going to be another, you know, test that possibly pops up positive here in the next couple of days. But as of right now, you know, postponements aren't on the table. It's three guys. You look at New York and Ottawa that took, you know, eight to 10 guys. The spread just really was not being contained at all. And that's what led to those games being postponed. As we're talking here, and so everybody knows we're recording this on, on Tuesday afternoon, but have you heard anything from the staff, the front office, anything like that, that they could be, that it could be a bigger problem than just these three guys, or do they just not know yet? I think really it's, they just don't know yet. I mean, the first time, you know, the first day with Nick Dowd, he was the first one. And, you know, they had a couple of guys, guys taking maintenance days. The next day you see TVR pop up and then you see a Garnet Hathaway. So honestly, I think they're just trying to do the best they can. They're enhancing their safety measures. They're wearing masks again around the rink. The coaches are wearing masks on the bench at practice. Like it's really going back to what we saw during this whole pandemic season um, with safety measures. They're getting daily testing. They do PCRs and rapid. So 
really, I think it's all a guessing game. Um, and they're just trying to contain it as much as possible. I would think that with, uh, you know, the, the buzzwords, the, the, the two buzzwords we've used about this team for about three years now, but with the veteran core that we've got here, it, it seems like the, the odds would be that they're, you know, they're sensible enough to know and to take the protocol seriously. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, at the end of the day, you know, John Carlson was talking about it and he said, look, we all live in the same world, right? We all have to go to the grocery store. We all have to pick up our kids from school. We're all doing the same things. It's just, you know, things happen and they have to deal with it. And I think it's been happening a lot around the league as, you know, everyone can tell. And this is just now kind of the wave for the Capitals and they're going to have to figure out how to, you know, kind of clamp down and make sure it doesn't spread any more than it already has or potentially already will. Exactly. You were just uh, a couple of minutes ago, you said you, we started this interview by saying we're really getting into the meat of the schedule. Now we've had you know, what, six weeks or so. We, we, you know, we're getting an idea of what this team is like. Are you surprised by how well um, the rookies are playing? Well, let me back up. How would you classify the play of the rookies on this team? Because I think, you know, the caps have had to use a lot more of them than they thought they were going to. To starting the year absolutely I think the rookies have been really impressive from the top down I think you have to start with Farivari I think he's been by far and away their best rookie that they've had you know he's in that full-time role with John Carlson on the top pair and I think without him I'm not really sure where this Capitals defense would be so first off just super impressed with him but the other call-ups like you know Connor McMichael and Beck Malenstein and Brett Leeson and Protus um, all these guys are contrib contributing big minutes and especially the latest round of call-ups with Malenstein and Leeson, um, you know, they've kind of taken spots away from guys like Daniel Sprong, who's been in and out of the lineup. And I think that's been most impressive, at least in my eyes, is how the coaching staff kind of sees that and who they choose to put in the lineup on a nightly basis. Surprised that they have been as good as they are. I mean, you know, the reputation of this farm system the last few years, because it's been, it was so successful feeding players to the NHL for so long was that, I mean, this was supposed to be a barren farm system that was, that was trying yeah. to reload. Yeah. I mean, I, I am super surprised actually the whole kind of story, I guess, of the caps was, Oh, they have really good defensemen right in their prospect pool, but not a lot of forwards. And now here we are with, you know, the Connor McMichaels and produces of the world and Hendrick Lapierre comes out at the beginning of the season and wows everyone. So yeah, I think it's really impressive. I think it kind of shows that they do have some guys on the back end when they need them and, you know, their time maybe isn't right now to completely, you know, take over this youth. Um, situation for the Capitals team. But as of right now, I think they're filling in holes and they're doing it well. Has, has Connor McMichael, do you think, it, are we going to see him uh, for the rest of the year? Do you think he's earned a, a season-long spot up here in Washington? Because I know a lot of people were saying, boy, it'd be great if he could get one more year of seasoning in, in Hershey. Right. But he kind of, I mean, to, you know, to the untrained observer, namely me, it, it looks like he kind of belongs up in the NHL already. Yeah, I mean, it's it's still hard, right? Like with Nicholas Backstrom and Anthony Mantha, you have all these big guys coming back. And when all of these guys are healthy, I mean, they have no money. <laughs> they have no cap space. They don't have any wiggle room. Um, I don't think they would want to send a guy like Baravari back down. So he's kind of locked in there. And now you're kind of a guessing game of can they hold a 13th floor? Do they make a trade? Um, should, some, should any or some of these veterans kind of leave and make room? What are you going to do with a guy like Daniel Sprong? 
um, who's been in and out and very inconsistent and hasn't scored in a bit. So I, I think Connor's done enough and he's showed enough. It's honestly probably going to come down to numbers and whether they can kind of finagle their way <laughs> to fitting him in. You know, that's not, that's not a bad, that's not a bad position to be in. The, the alternative is much worse in that he just doesn't look like he belongs up there. So that's good. Right. Exactly. And of course, uh, you know, we, we've got our eyes uh, set on that big game right after the Olympic break on February 28th when the Maple Leafs come to town. I hope he's still up here because as we've both said, I've never seen, we've never seen Connor McMichael and Connor McDavid in the same room at the same time. I'm still, I'm still not convinced. I mean, he had a really pretty spin move the other day that almost went in on that breakaway. So I'm just saying there could be a conspiracy going on here. I'm not Definitely. saying there is. I'm just not saying there is it. Um, I'm on board. What about Anthony Mantha? Uh, been out, you know, since the surgery. Is is he going to be back at all this year? Do they expect him back for the playoffs or anything? Is he's an he's a guy we hadn't had to talk about for a while. Yeah, I mean, as of right now, he's still, you know, indefinite. That timeline really hasn't been secured. I know he's not really around the team. He was watching practice a couple of weeks ago um, with TJ Oshie when they were both out. But, you know, he's still recovering from that. I haven't seen him done it, like do any ice on ice workouts. The team hasn't really mentioned him as even a possibility um, mm-hmm. in the near future. So I would say, you know, probably revisit it after the Olympics break. Gotcha. Nicholas Backstrom, I know he's been um, he's been skating with the team in practice, and I believe has had the non-contact jersey removed. Do we know when when he's coming back in the lineup at all? Yeah, you know he's kind of the same way. They don't really have an exact timeline, but the fact that he is skating in a full jersey, you know, he is taking contact, he's taking the bumps, he's been working with you know a local skating coach here. He seems like he's back on track. I don't think there's been any you know setbacks from the timeline that they've all kind of thought. I think. With Nick, it kind of helps that the team is doing well, right? So they don't have to mm-hmm. rush him back. And there's probably a sense of, okay, as long as they can stay afloat, um, they're good to go. And also, you know, when Backstrom does come back, maybe they have to move Mantha to LTI or they have to do some room to keep some of the young kids because with Nick's salary coming back as well, um, that's another really big portion of what they need to deal with. So as long so as long as the team's winning and you can't, you know, you can't um, argue with the success it's had, there's no real – there's no real rush to bring him back until he's hundred percent. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for Nick, it's probably like, okay, how long can I also wait um, before I want to get back into a game? Right. So I think there's a good balance there of figuring out, is he ready? How long can he just, you know, kind of keep on doing these practices and doing these conditioning things before he feels like he's mentally ready to get back into a game. You got any sense of when that might be? Hate to put you on the spot, but. No, I mean, I feel like he's looked better. I feel like some guys you can just tell right away, you know, with the TJ Oshie, when he gets back at practice, I mean, he looks like he could skate for hours. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just very natural. And you just kind of know that he's good. I think with Nick, since we've seen him for so long, skate around and be with the group, I think I feel like the earliest has to be a couple weeks from now. Um, He just hasn't really been, I don't think, I think everyone could say he hasn't really been top, you know, Nicholas Backstrom skating self, but it's definitely getting there. Right. And again, as long as they're winning, as long as they're winning, nothing's broken right now. So there's no reason to really fix it. Absolutely. Samantha Pell of the Washington Post. Sam, before we get out of here, uh, let everybody know how they can uh, follow you on Twitter. They can stay up to date with all the latest Capitals news from the person who covers it like a blanket from the Post. How do we do that? 
Yeah, so I'm always on Twitter. It's Samantha J. Powell. Post all my stories on there and game coverage. And yeah, all, it's all there. Awesome as always. Sam, thank you very much. We will catch up with you hopefully before the holidays. Absolutely. Thank you. It's going to do it for us, making the clock on the wall because we got to get on out of here. Have a good one. Make sure you join us later in the week. A preview of the back-to-back coming up this weekend. Plus, it is Dallas week. we got Washington football team news coming up on Wednesday and Thursday. See you then. And remember, like the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, you wear white. Wash this hand.